just want to look at Esther, the sixth chapter. Just one verse, I believe, just one verse. simply reads as, and Mordecai came again to the king's gate. And Mordecai came again to the king, king's gate. And Lord had a blessing to the reader, hearers of his written word. You may be seated. simply sitting at the king's gate. Sitting at the king's gate. When I was a boy, uh, we used to have this football game. We didn't have, growing up, young folk, we didn't have video games. We didn't have the fancy Madden football game that you can win, you know, all of these players running and looks like real life TV. We didn't have that when I was growing up. What we had, <clears throat> if you played inside, most of the time we played football outside. But if you played inside, we had this little game where the football field would tremble. You plugged it in. And you had these little men and to get them to move, as long as you plugged it in, the power came on and them let me in. Yeah, some of y'all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, you, and, and, and that thing worked. You had to turn the power on 
and turn the power off in order to stop it. You know, you, you, you know, that's how it operated. As long as it was on, they would just go, and man, they'd just be trembling and trembling and trembling. And so uh, nothing impeded them in a sense, even when they'd come up to the corner of kind of the, the, the game console piece, as long as the power was on, they'd still be what? Trying to move. Nothing impeded them, I mean, stopped them from moving. I mean, power, as long as that power was coming, they just kept, they might be in one spot, but they, because the power was still on. You know, as long as that power was on, they continued to move. I don't know who I'm talking to or preaching to this morning, but I stopped by to tell you as long as God's power is on, you should never stop moving. <laughs> as long as God hasn't stopped, you shouldn't stop. I don't care what you face. I don't care what impedes you understand that as long as God hasn't stopped, you don't stop. And what challenges you face, as long as God's power is still operating, you ought to still operate. We don't stop unless God says so. We don't stop dreaming. Uh, <laughs> and we keep working towards the dream as long as God's power is still on. You don't stop believing that God can make a way out of no way when he's always in the business of making a way out of no way. As long as his power is on in your life, we don't stop unless God cuts the power off. This morning text, we find Mordecai sitting at the king's gate. In the book of Esther, this is referenced 10 times. 10 times we find Mordecai sitting at the king's gate. Mordecai sat at the king's gate while Esther sat in the king's palace. Isn't it an interesting situation? Here's Esther in the king's palace, her, her, his relative, and yet here's Mordecai sitting at the king's gate, but she's sitting at the king in the king's palace. Allow me to park here and say the best place to be at all times is where God wants you to be. Uh, just because you may not be in the king's palace doesn't mean that you can't make a difference at the king's gate. I wish I had somebody in here this morning. And sometimes we just have to accept where God has placed us because you still, as long as, once again, you have his power, it really doesn't matter where you are. As long as his power is with you, life can be a challenge. And sometimes there are going to be things that will impede you. But understand, as long as his power is there, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were thrown into a fiery furnace, but they still had his power. I wish I had a witness in this place. 
and so it's all about God's power. We are going to face challenges in this life, but at the same time, none of those challenges really control God's power. Understand that as long as the power of God is turned on in your life, then anything becomes possible. I don't know, maybe I'm the only one getting this this morning because I look out with you right now. I don't feel like y'all here with me. And so I feel like you are, you're tired like I'm tired, but I'm standing here preaching. So if you're going to look sleepy, you know I'm going to look sleepy too. <laughs> Dr. King, Dr. King, uh, was brilliant at influencing outcomes. He was brilliant. Let me back up, back up, back, back up. I jumped ahead of myself. You, you don't always have to be, this is what I'm trying to say, you don't always have to be in the chambers of the palace in order to influence the outcome of what takes place in the chamber, sometimes of the class. And Dr. King was brilliant at influencing outcomes without actually being, let me make it plain for you. He was never a politician. He wasn't in Congress. He wasn't in the Senate. He was in a real sense at the King's Gate. But because of what he was doing and sitting, and because, like Mordecai, he refused to leave the king's gate, he influenced what happened in the chambers of the palace. Are you with me? <laughs> you know, and so he simply knew how to sit at the king's gate. <laughs> Once again, 10 times, and I don't know how often, but over the stretch and, and of five years, I know uh, Mordecai was at the king's gate, <laughs> never giving up, persistently coming to the king's gate, sitting until he received the outcomes that he was expecting. And when I think about Dr. King, that's what I see. Man that was willing to what? Sit at the king's gate. Never giving up on his dream. To sit at the king's gate is to be persistent in the face of opposition. It is to be persistent in the face of opposition. Look, let me pause here and put a pin here. Anytime you're doing something for God, anytime you're trying to achieve something great, do you not think you're going to get opposition? <laughs> you, you really think it's going to be easy all the way through? You really believe you're not going to face any obstacles along the way? Why are we surprised when the opposition comes? By now in your life, you are, you should have reached a point to where you know, you know what? Uh, hell gonna always show up. Amen. 
every time it's going to always show up I'm going to face some kind of opposition anytime I'm trying to reach and there's an opportunity for me to reach for something better I can then expect opposition along the way but we shouldn't allow the opposition to determine what we do because once again the opposition doesn't control the power that we can tap into the opposition can't what? can't turn it on nor can it turn it off but you have to expect opposition Opposition is always going to be there. But we must be persistent in the face of opposition. Dr. King was persistent in the face of opposition. It is to pursue in spite of persecution. Sometimes we just have to pursue things. We're going to be pers persecuted. We're going to be talked about. We're going to be, you know what? But you just decide that I'm pursuing this regardless. That I'm not going to give up. Mordecai, Mordecai, that's what we see in the story. Mordecai continued to come to that gate. He was persistent. He was persistent in the face of opposition. He pursued in spite of the persecution from Haman. He continuously did that. It is to know that power, that the power in you is greater than the power that comes against you. Oh, y'all know I'm in Bible country. Greater is he that's in me than he that is in this world. Uh, somebody needs to understand. Let me say that again because I'm not sure you get that. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world. You know what? You ought to speak that over yourself right now. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world. Because you know what? He that is in this world, as soon as you step back into this world, you know what? He gonna be there. But you gotta know that what? Greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world. We have to expect it. We have to know these things. When I think about Dr. King, I see a man who was always willing as long as God was making a way. He experienced impedance, but never, but he never stopped his movement. His movement continued. He moved based upon God's how God graced him, how God gifted him, and how God guided him. Let me, let me say that again. He moved based upon how God graced him, how God gifted him, and how God guided him. Look, I just want somebody to know that you have been graced. You have grace. You have grace. You have grace. And can't no devil in hell take that away. You've got grace. You've got grace. You've got grace on your side. Grace, grace is the thing that empowers you. Grace is the thing. That's that thing that torn. I said that power that turns on that keeps you going, even when you don't feel like going. 
It's grace. You have grace. As a matter of fact, the Bible says, but the gift is not like the trespass. For if the many died by the trespass of one man, how much more did God's grace and the gift that came by grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, overflow to many? You have grace. You have grace. Matter of fact, it goes on to say, uh, the law brought in a Romans, the fifth chapter, 15. I'm reading Romans, the fifth chapter, 15 through 21st verse. It simply says that the law was brought in so that the trespass might increase. But where sin increased, grace increased even more. You have grace. You have grace. You have grace. Secondly, you have gifts. You have gifts. We have different gifts. According to Romans the 12 chapter, it says that we have different gifts according to the grace that has been given to each of us. Not only do you have grace, but grace is the thing that what empowers your gift. I told you, turn on, turn off. <laughs> your power comes from the grace that God has extended you. And but it, 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 it propels the gifts that are in you. And everybody in here has gifts. Everybody in here is gifted. You don't lack gifts. Now you may lack understanding of how you use your gifts. But you have gifts. And maybe it's time to figure out how to use your gifts. Which means that maybe you need to sit at the king's gate a little longer sometimes and learn more of how you're going to see. I don't believe, watch this, uh, Mordecai didn't sit at the king's gate in a passive manner. But he sat at the king's gate always reflecting and thinking about how he was going to get to the outcome that he needed to get to. He was planning at the king's gate. He was praying at the king's gate. Y'all know I'm in Bible country. Sometimes, let me make it plain and simple, sometimes you just need to sit at the feet of Jesus. That represents sitting at the king's gate. So in other words, in order to understand my gift, that means that I've got to, what, spend some time with the one that gave me the gift. That means that, matter of fact, and sometimes if I spend enough time with him at the king's gate, maybe I'll even get a gift that I didn't have before. And so, so, so we have access to what we need. We just need to sit at the king's gate sometimes. It is the grace that empowers the gift. The grace that empowers the gift. I tell you, man, isn't that... I love... Songwriter says, amazing is his grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. T'was blind, but now I see. It was grace. <laughs> Isn't his grace amazing, y'all? I don't. Sometimes I wonder if we understand what the songwriter was saying when we talk about the fact that his grace is amazing. 
'Twas grace that taught my heart to fear, and grace my fears relieved. How precious did the grace appear the hour I first believed. I wish I had in somebody in here. Through many dangers, toils, and snares, we've already come. Twas grace that brought us safe thus far, and grace will lead us home. It's amazing. Amazing is his grace. God's grace, God's grace, God's grace. But secondly, thirdly, and finally, it's not only do we have his grace and we have gifts, but finally, you have God's guidance. 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 Look, Psalm, the Psalm, Psalmist said, He guides the humble in what is right and teaches them in His way. All the ways of the Lord are loving and faithful to those who keep the demands of His covenant. Psalms 25, 9, and 10. He guides the humble in what is right. He guides. We have His grace, His gifts, but we also have His guidance. Uh, every now and then you need to sit at the king's gate so that you understand that you what you have an amazing grace you have some powerful gifts but thirdly you also have someone who's willing to guide you at all times and in all situations I don't know about you but I'm glad that I don't have to walk alone that God is willing to guide me some places that otherwise that I wouldn't even want to even venture into. But God will guide you. You have to let God guide you. You know what? Sometimes we're too busy wanting to be our own guide and not allowing God to be the guide. You know, when I travel, when I travel sometimes, you know, it's best. When you're going to a place or a different country you've never been before, it's good to have a guide. You can learn more and you will see more and experience more with the guide. Now you can get out there and venture out on your own when you don't know the place, but you, you're not going to learn everything. You're not going to experience everything. And life is the same way. We have a God in Jesus, and if you let him lead you, there's a lot more you will learn. There's a lot more you will discover. There's a lot more you will experience. Let him guide. Let him guide. We're too busy. We want to we wanna do it all by ourselves. We want to do it all by ourselves. He will guide us to outcomes that we never thought possible. He can guide you to a peace that you never felt before. He can guide you to a joy you never thought you'd experience. A hope you never expected to fulfill. God has the power to guide us. Won't he do it, church? It's just time to sit at the king's gate. It's all we have to do is sit at his gate. Keep coming back and back and back and back. God has a way of giving us all the grace we need, opening up and utilizing all the gifts we have, and guiding us to the right place to where we can see his glory. Isn't it all about his glory? 
And when I think of Dr. King, he was graced by God. He was gifted by God. And he was guided by God to do God's work and to reach God's glory. I don't know about you, but I always believe that there's another glory that we we're supposed to reach. And, and so therefore, if you think you've seen his glory, you haven't seen all his glory. If you continue to sit at the king's gate, keep, but continue to be persistent and allow God to grace you with what you need and use your gifts and let him guide you, there's another place in glory that God will take you. The Bible declares that he'll take us from what? Glory to glory. I don't know about you, but I'm ready to get to the next level in glory. I believe that there's another level in glory, and I know only God can take you to the next level in glory. Uh, only God can get you there. So why don't you choose this morning to come to the King's Gate? Hello, my name is Lorenz, and I am a choir singer here at One Fellowship Church in Waco, Texas. Thank you for listening. You can learn more about our congregation online at onefellowshipumc.org. You can also like us on Facebook in order to stay up to date with the latest events and activities taking place in our community. Please feel free to share this message and others on social media so that more people can hear about what God is doing here at One Fellowship Church. Thank you and God bless.